All right, how we doing, everybody? It is 11, 15, 19. I'm your host, Will Reddington, and welcome to another episode of Red Talk. A lot going on in the sports world right now. Pat Sheehan and Austin Bickett are here to help me preview this weekend's college football and NFL action. Then we discuss Kentucky's loss to Evansville and, and how Louisville basketball has looked through three games. Before we do, our show is brought to you by O'Shea's Irish Pub. Be sure to check out Patrick O'Shea's on Main Street before all Louisville home games. O'Shea's has an awesome setup and some of the best service in town. Only 100 steps away from the KFC Yum Center, a great place to enjoy your pregame. All right, let's get it going. All right, Pat, Austin, it is great to see you all. We have a hell of a football weekend coming to us. Let's start with college Four ranked matchups this weekend and a bunch of other games that are going to be so fun to watch. Austin, what do you have as your game of the week? Uh, like you said, there's four good ones. I'm glad that we don't actually have only one game to talk about this week. I'm going to go with Georgia and Auburn. So Georgia finds themselves in the playoff picture, seemingly in control of their own destiny. They get to go on the road to probably their toughest game of the season so far at Auburn. And it uh, looks like it's going to be a low-scoring game. they got the over at 41 points. Georgia has won seven of the last ten, but all three of those losses did come at Auburn. They're only favored by two and a half this game. I just don't really know about this game. I don't. Bo Nix hasn't really been good all year against decent or good teams. He won the Oregon game, but he was horrible for most of that game too. I just I don't know if Auburn can score that many points on Georgia. But also Georgia's offense hasn't looked great either. So it seems like an under style game. The total doesn't really surprise me. Georgia did put it on him last year, twenty seven to ten. But it is no doubt the best game of the weekend. Georgia's number four, but it may not last for long if yeah. they can't win this weekend. Yeah, this total opened at 45, and it's already down to 40 and a half, so it looks like everybody's thinking, everybody's thinking under on this game. Pat, what's your game of the week? I like Minnesota at Iowa. Minnesota, everybody knows they played the perfect game last week, knocking off Penn State. They go travel on the road to Iowa, three-point underdog. This just looks like the classic letdown spot classic you know? yes yeah, for sure that's what everybody's saying on tv yeah exactly yeah they um played really well last week play a team that kind of struggles to score but has a really good defense and it's a tough place to play uh it's gonna be an interesting game to watch because if they can win this game they might have enough to beat ohio state at the end of the year still questionable about that but they got to get past this one first yeah and if they do get past this one they have at northwestern who is horrendous and then at home against wisconsin so it's actually very realistic out of nowhere that minnesota goes undefeated this year i think pj fleck is right up there with ed ogeron and scott satterfield on my favorite coaches to listen to talk Mm -hmm. like anytime he comes on tv he's just saying the most insightful I'm a huge fan of P.J. Fleck. I hope Minnesota can win this game. I'm going to be all over them. Austin, we've talked about how it's a trap. Yeah, Iowa always gets somebody at home, but they're usually underdogs in those spots, and this one they're actually favored, and it's a blackout game. Mm. I don't think there's any way you can bet Minnesota here. It just seems like a trap. Blackout in Kinnick. I mean, I don't know if you can bet Iowa confidently, but uh, it's probably a stay away from me. Yeah, But P.J. Fleck is one of those guys that everybody's bought in. He gets them up for it. Everybody's going to be ready to play. Also, for the Floyd of Rosedale trophy, the bronze pig. Pretty cool trophy. So this is for a bronze pig? Yep. Okay, I didn't know that. Iowa did beat them by 17 last year at Minnesota. This is obviously a very different Minnesota team, but you'd think Iowa's going to come in with some confidence. Iowa is coming off a very close loss at Wisconsin. A very well-played game, but we'll, we'll see what happens. It's definitely going to be a great one. I have Oklahoma and Baylor for my game of the week. 
Uh, this is an interesting one. This is the conference that appears to be the odd one out in the playoff committee's eyes. Number 10, Oklahoma, favored by 10.5 on the road at an undefeated 13th-ranked Baylor squad, 730. What do you all think about this one? It's kind of weird to see Baylor at 13. Obviously, it's probably mostly just the eyeball test, but it's kind of disrespectful by the committee. Undefeated Baylor team being that low behind two loss and a bunch of one-loss teams. But I, I, I just don't think Baylor has the um, firepower to keep up with Oklahoma. I agree. It seems like they're daring you to take Baylor there at home. Yeah, double digits at home. And, and Oklahoma's been struggling. Probably the biggest game in Baylor's program in 10 years. Yeah, we got to be careful with that. We said yeah. we were going to. Baylor's really struggled to score the past few weeks. They sweated one out last week in overtime. The week before, you sweated they sweated that out. I did sweat it out. Yeah. Um, and then they only won by th- three to West Virginia the week before. Yeah, 17 14. Oh, my God. I mean, there's just no way. And the, that. Baylor game, they ended up with 28 points or 29, whatever it was, but they had nine points at the end of regulation. So they really Not great. All field goals. Yep, until overtime. Oklahoma beat them 66-33 to last year. I mean, they scored 66. I don't think this line is an accident. I think Baylor's undefeated season ends this weekend. But if it doesn't, they really could skyrocket up the rankings. Oh, yeah, they'll definitely be in the probably six or seven range if they beat Oklahoma. Yeah, depending like on Minnesota what happens in front style, of them. Minnesota-style yeah. jump. I think you got to put them in. At that point, if they can beat Oklahoma, I mean, they're still undefeated and winning against a top 10 team. It's fair, but they just have no love for the Big 12 right now. And I think when you go into a season with prohibited favorites like Texas and Oklahoma were supposed to be, and then you get that underwhelming season from them, it hurts the rest of the conference, Mm -hmm. too. And it makes all the wins against those two teams a little less meaningful, I'd say. But the top four is out. LSU, number one, shocker. Ohio State, number two, earned. Clemson, number three, seems proper. Georgia, number four, though. Hmm. That's that's the only issue I really have right now. And like we've said before, it's going to end up working itself out. There's no reason to freak out about it right now. But the SEC bias is definitely real. I have no clue how Georgia, with their only decent win being over Florida on a neutral field, is above. <coughs> Notre Dame. Okay. Decent win, I guess. They They're have, 16. I like Notre they've Dame. Looked, Notre Dame has looked significantly worse since that Georgia game. Well, that was a tough game. And uh, it was a tough game. I just I don't know how you put Georgia over Alabama. I know Alabama hasn't beat anybody either, but after the the fight they just put in LSU, they was clearly two of the four best teams in the country. And that that loss to South Carolina, you can't just really get that out of your head, and especially after South Carolina just lost to App State this weekend. I mean, and I think I think Oregon should be above Georgia too at this point. App State dominated South Carolina. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't even like a it wasn't like an upset. They just they were just better than them. Yeah, it was never really a game. I think Georgia's at number four though because of their wins, and I think that makes sense to do with still a few weeks left to go, like to not really put a bunch of focus on the quality of a loss because Alabama's wins aren't good, and Georgia does have the Notre Dame, the Florida win, and then possibly an Auburn win this weekend, which gives them a very impressive resume. I think that it makes sense for them to be at four, but I'm, I'm with you. That's the only really questionable thing I saw. So we have Bama at five, Oregon six, Utah seven, Minnesota eight, Penn State nine, and Oklahoma ten. Pat, would you change anything about this? No, I wouldn't. I like Georgia there. I think they have the best wins of the remaining outside of the top three, maybe even better wins than Clemson, honestly. Oh, definitely. Um, I, I would agree. But, I mean, Oregon, they have one win on the road against a Washington team that isn't in the top 25 anymore. Yeah. Uh, but they were number 25 when they beat them. Other than that, not very good resume. Uh, they have a good loss, I guess you can call it, to that 
Auburn, but I mean, if Georgia beats Auburn this week, then Oregon's all the way out. Exactly, and you could say the same thing for Alabama in a mm-hmm. sense. If they beat Auburn, it's just going to be tough to put Oregon in above them when they have that common opponent. But as Austin said, this stuff all works itself out. If Minnesota wins out and they beat Ohio State, Ohio State's going to be out. Minnesota will claim yeah. their spot. Only one spot for the Big Ten. And an interesting thing I saw is if a Pac-12 team – Oregon or Utah wins out, they have them at a 70% chance of making the playoff. I really, really hope that Oregon and Utah get to that Pac-12 championship game with no more losses. It'd be awesome. Give yeah. us one Pac-12 the game Pac-12, that we care it seems about. Like, yeah, it seems like the Pac-12 hasn't had a relevant game like that on the national stage in years, and it would just be awesome. Yeah, that Utah team is really, really good. Awesome defense, and Oregon's yeah. got a very good offense. It, it would definitely be a cool matchup, but I do definitely think that Alabama is one of the best four teams and that they deserve to be in there. But this is what we're going to see unless the playoff expands to eight is possible situations Yeah, like and this. we should all be rooting for Alabama to miss the playoff this year just so that would push the envelope to get it to eight teams just that much quicker. 100%. Mm-hmm. If there's one team they want in there, it's the Alabama. And every year top. you see it on Twitter, like this is what the playoffs would be if it was eight teams. And it looks so much fun. Yeah, it does. And oh. like, wow, we got to settle for four teams and all like four or five good teams are going to get left out. Yeah, and sometimes you see them expand it to 16. I think 16 is like, oh. a little much it would be cool for the 16, fans but get the cards in there let's see this season this the season wouldn't end until february well here's what these teams are up to this weekend we got lsu minus 21 against old miss possible letdown spot there ohio state minus 52 at rutgers that's fun Lame. clemson minus 34 against wake lol i mean oh my wake forest i mean that was supposed to be your second place to acc team. Yeah. that's a 34 point spread that's clemson third straight spread of 32 or more Pretty wild. Uh, Georgia minus three versus Auburn, and Bama minus 17.5 at Mississippi State. It looks like only one of those top five teams may lose, and it's the Bulldogs. Yeah, they definitely are, should be the only team with a chance to get um, upset this weekend, if you want to call that an upset. Yeah, I think Bama rolls. I, yeah, I, feel like I think they come out back. perfect. Whether like, Mac like, Jones like perfect, plays yeah. or not, like I really think they can cover 17.5 against Mississippi State regardless. But a uh, little local preview. So we got the Cards minus 3.5 at NC State. Louisville heads into Raleigh. For another opportunity at bowl eligibility, I'm ready to rock. The Cards are undefeated coming off a loss this season. NC State is on a three-game losing streak. They have three games left, have to win two to make a bowl. They still get U of L, Georgia Tech, and North Carolina. Both teams are really going to want this. What do y'all think about this one? Last year, NC State kind of just fifty-two let them to have ten. It. Yeah, but Brian Finley. Brian Finley don't have them anymore. NC State, they don't have really any good wins either. They beat Syracuse, who is god awful, sixteen yep. to ten. Yep, zero Power Five wins for Syracuse. So bad. They were um, ranked at the beginning of the year. Insane. Yeah, Louisville is favored, and they should be because Louisville has like the twenty eighth ranked total offense, and NC State is eighty fifth. That's a pretty drastic drop off. I just mm-hmm. think NC State can't really score. I don't think Louisville's defense is full of world beaters by any means, right. but I, I do really like the cards here. I think it's time that we go bowling, and I'm ready to rock on Saturday. And I think that we're going to win, and I'm going to have a nice time. Austin, what do you think? You think we're going to beat the Wolfpack? Yeah, I think you guys are going to beat the Wolfpack, but I'm a little, um, little hesitant to, because last week I said you guys were going to play really good against Miami, and that obviously didn't happen. But the NC State doesn't have that defense that Miami has. And, you know, I like the cards in a bounce-back spot here. Yeah. I think it should be closer to, like, a touchdown, like six, maybe six and a half. It is kind of a weird spot. You know, 7-30, night game. Cards aren't NC used to State. those night games. No, no, <laughs> never. It's going to be a fun game to watch, I think. It's going to be a lot up and down. But I think I think Louisville will take care of And the Cats business. don't have a night game this week, right? Yeah, no. 
Very wow. weird. How Flip about it. that? Trading places. We're also playing at Vandy, so that's but probably why. NC State should have some confidence, though. I mean, anytime you beat a team 52-10 to 10 the year before, you think you come in feeling like you're going to beat that team again. And last time Louisville visited NC State, they put it on Lamar pretty easily. So we saw that Lamar-Ryan Finley rematch this past Sunday, and Lamar put it on him. So Got to be what was in his head that whole game. Yeah, you have to think that really matters here. So we'll see. 7.30 for the cards. I'm assuming ACC Network. I mean, why not? Everybody will struggle to have that on. (laughs) So we have the Cats minus 10.5 at Vandy. No offense to you guys, and seriously, like, no offense. Like, there's not much offense for the Cats, but – they are minus ten and a half at Vandy. How bad is that's Vanderbilt? That's just how bad Vandy is. I mean, they are not very good. They got thumped last week, fifty six nothing. Fifty six goose zero. Yeah. They scored like thirty eight on LSU way way earlier in the year. Yeah, but LSU they had have, like seventy on them. It, yeah, it, they scored a lot. But Vandy did score two defensive touchdowns in yeah, that game. That was so fluke. That amps it up. But I, I just thought this was a really interesting line. You know, just being minus ten and a half on the road in this spot against. And it's an probably going to be like seventy five percent Kentucky fans of the fans that. Very are. good point. There's not going to be a lot of fans there, but the fans that are there will probably be I would say at least seventy percent Cats fans. Yeah, that's, tickets are going for like seven dollars right now. For, like, lower level, close to the field. When LSU played there, it was seriously all purple. Yeah. I mean, yeah. LSU's a little better than Kentucky, but... But they're not as close. Nash- people were always going to want to go to Nashville. Yeah, and Vandy, I guess, just has a completely non-existent football fan yeah. base, which makes a lot which of sense. Which is fair. Yeah, because they're not very good. <laughs> so, Eddie Grand came out and said that there wasn't going to be a lot of changes from last game to this game. Is Lynn Bowden still starting at quarterback? I haven't heard anything different, so I would assume. I think that... You got to put Sawyer Smith in right here, and you got to let him figure it out for these next two games. I mean, we play Vandy and then Tennessee Martin, and then have something ready for Louisville. Because I mean, Louisville's probably going to be able to figure out that Lynn Bowden is not going to pass the ball. Yeah, and, now that you have four games of tape too, it's probably a yeah. lot easier for a good defensive coordinator to evaluate what you all are going to run. Uh, your all's audibles, pretty much everything, because you're just running four to eight different plays versus other offenses. I mean, you're watching all the dynamic stuff LSU's doing offensively, these crazy videos on Twitter of the stuff that Joe Brady draws up. And UK, it's it's just very simple, like kind of what we ran at, at St. Martha back mm-hmm. in the day. Like we had eight plays, and we're going we're gonna to run them. We're going to win or lose. Yeah, I would like to see um, I would like to see Sawyer start the game or be in the game the first half when it's still a game, see if things uh, can go good. Because we are playing a Vandy team that's horrible. We should be able to beat them. And, you know, if things start going bad, then just pull them again. I mean, because we, we're going to have to have a quarterback. Like, yeah, you, I know we hard. have Vandy, Tennessee Martin, and Louisville. We're probably not beating Louisville without a quarterback. But Like we talked about on Tuesday's show, Austin, if you guys can't pass or kick, that's two of the three ways that you're going to score. Yeah, and that – the kicking is just, I mean, there's nothing you can do about that. If you can't make a kick, you can't make a kick. Kicking gone. All right, well, let's get to the picks of the week. I'm going to start. Cards, minus three and a half. Let's go bowling. Everything about this game outside of the score last year says the cards should get it done. I believe they do. We're going to do it. Okay, yeah. that's all. Austin. I like the cards, too. Not going to give them out as an official pick on here. I'm going to go with, um, we kind of talked about it a minute ago, Alabama. Minus 17 and a half, even if Tua doesn't play. I mean, they're coming off a loss. They're outside of the playoff picture for, what, the first time in three or four years. Yeah, I expect Saban to run it up, get some style points along the way. It opened up at 20. It's down to 17 and a half. So Don't look, get that. Uh, probably just the Tua. Yeah. Tua might not play. Why would he play this game? But I mean, even if Mac Jones is out there, they can still run the ball. Mac Jones isn't horrible. He's playing at Bama. He can't be bad. Uh, yeah, I like Alabama to uh, roll, bounce back. I love that one. I have nothing positive to say about Mississippi State in that matchup, so definitely not mad at that pick. Pat, what do you have first? Yeah, I'm also going to go with Alabama. Um, 
Is that your all's thing? You just pick the same team I, first? We text week? each other before yeah. we get here. Like, yeah. hey, let's all pick the same team. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, that's awesome. I just expect <laughs> I just expect Alabama to come out playing absolutely perfect. Like no mistakes. Ever, like they're just gonna they're just gonna play perfect. I, I just don't do not see them even coming close to losing. I wish this I had game. a stat on there against the spread coming off a loss, but it's got to be it's got to be great. Yeah. And when's the last time Bama lost back to back games? Yeah, and I think we'd all Pre-saving. agree that that's probably the best we've seen a team play in a loss, especially in the most recent half that we saw Alabama play yeah. of maybe anyone. Ever. It was really, I mean, their first half is anything like their second half. They probably win that game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would agree. Uh, my next pick, I have Minnesota plus three. Trap me. I don't care. I want to <laughs> ride with this team and this coach just one time. I think they get to the Wisconsin the game undefeated. So let's row the boat. Yeah, like it. I want some action on the game just because I know I'm going to be watching. It's going to be a great game to watch, but yeah, I'm scared. I'm not as brave as you. Okay, well, yeah, I'm going to take Minnesota. I just think it sounds fun. The Golden Gophers. Austin, next pick. Next pick, I'm going to the Clemson-Wake Forest game. I'm going over 59.5. Clemson on an absolute tear right now. They've scored, at, <laughs> they've scored at least 45 points in the last five games. They're going to get at least that in this game against a bad defense. And Wake also has a decent offense. I think Wake scores 14 to 17 here, and uh, the over is going to hit here. Yeah, if Wake gets to 14 or 17, they should get – the over. Yeah, in this I mean, game. you got to think Clemson's putting up 45 at least. They have in five straight games. No reason to think this Wake defense will be able to slow them down. The only thing that worries you is Wake could be pretty depleted after that loss to Virginia Tech this past week. They may not care anymore. Their defense won't care either, though. Oh, good point. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't I'm, need Wake to score that many. Just... I'm with you. Clemson, Wake Forest over two offensively minded teams. I'm not mad at it. Pat, what's your next one? I'm taking Virginia Tech minus six at Georgia Tech. Virginia Tech still has everything to play for. They are tied for first on the coastal side. What? Virginia yep. Tech might end up in the yeah, orange ball. Isn't that insane? And that they is play, crazy. And they play Virginia to break the tiebreaker at the end of the season. Uh, so their remaining schedule is Georgia Tech, Pittsburgh, and Virginia. So they have a chance to go to the ACC championship game. Virginia or Georgia Tech is 2-7. and seven. I can't see them really fighting anymore. Yeah, Georgia Tech kind of hung in there with Virginia this past weekend. We lost by five or something yeah. like that. They've been playing a little better, but they're still the worst team in the conference. Yeah, I'm gonna lay the six. It is so Virginia Tech. So crazy to think that Virginia Tech Virginia game is probably gonna decide who goes to the Orange Bowl. Yeah, that's our bad. What as a the, pitiful conference. As, yeah, that's our bad. That's ACC's bad. Uh, last one. Um, Ohio State. Sign me up. Minus fifty two. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds hilarious. Did you see the guy who uh, put five dollars to win ten thousand on Rutgers money line? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why not? I saw five dollars. Yeah, I saw I'll take you, it. I saw you said you were going to do it too. Well, just know you're going to be going toe to toe. I'm going to lose five dollars, but what? If, but what if <laughs> Rutgers yeah. wins? Then we're moving. Yeah. But yeah. Um, <laughs> Ohio State has only beaten two teams this year by more than 52. Rutgers has only beaten two teams, period. UMass and Liberty. Ohio State won 52-3 last year. I'll lay them. It just sounds like a great time. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a good time. Probably not a game you want to watch, but... I might hedge with Rutgers' money line. Hopefully I don't get middled. <laughs> I'm assuming you're probably going to get middled, if anything, in that. <laughs> 52-point <The> <laughs> yeah. possible middle. Yeah, it, uh, it could happen. Austin, what do you have next? Last pick, I'm going to go with Wisconsin, minus 14. Nebraska is the worst Power 5 team against the spread. Not not an opinion, it's a fact. The only team worse than the spread than them is Akron, who might be the worst Division 1 team of our life. They are 0-10 against the spread. And uh, Wando Robinson, Nebraska's basically only playmaker, probably not going to play in this game. Wisconsin team still great on defense. They have multiple shutouts this year. I just don't see Nebraska scoring more than 10, maybe 13 points. 
I like the Badgers about two touchdowns for sure. I like it in Wisconsin. It's kind of coming off a possible season-reviving win against Iowa. You could tell they really wanted that one. They they may be out here looking to try, looking to win by 14 against a god-awful ball club. Yeah, I mean, Wisconsin got killed by Ohio State, but like, uh, who's not getting killed by Ohio State? At Very this point? fair. They just lost to Illinois. But I guess it's not that uh, bad it anymore. Was Illinois, but Illinois is not that bad. Illinois. Like I say, they're good, but they're, bowl they're beating teams. Cards aren't yet. So yeah, same I, for the Cats. I can't hate on the Illini. Pat, what do you have last? I'll take Michigan minus 13 and a half against Michigan State. I know Ooh, it's a lot of points. I like for, this one. I hate Michigan State. Yeah, yeah. We don't like Michigan State. <laughs> I know it's a lot of points for a rivalry game, but Michigan State has just been, been playing terrible. Yeah, just terrible, lost terrible, at terrible. home to Illinois. Yeah, they've lost four in a row. Should have lost the game before that to Indiana. Uh, Michigan, ever since about halftime of that Penn State game, they've just been a completely different team. Blew out Notre Dame. Uh, took care of business last week against Maryland. I see them doing the same thing. They still believe they have some sort of chance to make it, which, I mean, they really don't. But Yeah, I don't I know think, if they I th- think that. I think Harbaugh, is, uh, he's got he's to just do what he can to win the rest of these games on the schedule to save his job. What, what was the third game that you picked? Ohio State minus 52. Okay, so we took – of the nine games we took, we took seven favorites. And I took an over, so that doesn't count. Not yeah. great. Wait till we get to the NFL. The underdog, only underdog you took we took was Minnesota, who probably is the better team. Okay. So well, what could go wrong? Uh, probably a lot. We'll probably uh, actually we're gonna have a great week. Here we go. Let's move on to the NFL. Uh, what do you have for some Week Eleven headlines? Uh, the biggest one, in my opinion, is Deshaun versus Lamar. Two top five MVP candidates. First time playing since that epic 2016 game. You probably don't want to talk about that. Awesome game. Oh, though. it was fun. It's Highlights okay. going all over Twitter. I didn't realize you guys were up. What eight with like five minutes left? Yeah, Austin. No, seriously, I'm not trying to. I'm just saying, I really didn't realize that. That's the night me and Casey met. Oh my God! See, it was wow. great. No. What a magical night it was. I was watching the end of that game and Taco Bell's drive through on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we all had pretty life changing yeah, nights. Kind of sad this game. No offense to your Rams. Kind of sad this game didn't get flexed to the Sunday night game instead of the Rams Bears. But you know, I'll be up at. Up at Roosters watching this game, 1 o'clock. Yeah, I have no comment on the Rams-Bears not getting flexed. I'm obviously pretty hyped about it. <laughs> yeah, we got Chiefs-Chargers, Monday Night Football in Mexico. That'll be fun. Uh, oh, Pat, yeah. what do you have? Uh, something to look out for. Well, you're going to be listening to this after the game already played. But <laughs> yeah. Pittsburgh-Cleveland, if Cleveland were to lose, they always fire their coaches after they lose to Pittsburgh. So this could be this could be the week it happens. Um if they just come out there and just play terrible again and the, they don't score from inside the five, then I can God, see it happening there after this game. Their red zone offense is just horrendous. Awful. Yeah, not a good team. Uh, Browns enthusiast Ronnie Sharp accidentally called me today, and I texted him and said, plus 50000 on Ronnie Sharp to call me and me miss it cashes today. And he said, yeah, sorry, didn't mean to. And I said, do you like the Browns tonight? And he said, rumor has it Freddie Kitchens is still the coach, so no. <laughs> and I said, really? I kind of like the Browns. Are you sure? And he said, absolutely no chance we win this game. So we'll see how it goes. Um, we also have 2017-18 Super Bowl rematch, Pat's Eagles at 425. That's always fun. The Bengals are 0-9 still. Nick Foles is back. Nick Foles is back for the Jags playing the Colts. Bengals 0-9 plus 10.5 at Oakland. Wouldn't expect them to get their first win there. And the worst game of the week, the Jets versus the Redskins. My God, Redskins minus 1.5. Pat, how does it feel to have the Dolphins just light years ahead of these teams, it feels like? Light years. You know, it uh, feels pretty good. We're just playing really, really hard for I, I wish we wouldn't. At this point, yeah, Justin know. Herbert's gonna look great in your all's <laughs> Miami. Well, there's blue. some other guys we're looking at. Maybe uh, Burrow. 
Oh, Burrow Unless might go one now. Two of well, my Burrow's fall. Burrow's gonna go one. Two of well, my fall. It, three or four. The way it looks right now is the Bengals, uh, Giants, and then Redskins. Maybe those two are flip flopped. But yeah, the, the Redskins two, only have one win. Yeah, so it's pro. It's Bengals, Redskins, Giants, us, Jets. I don't know how we're ahead of the Jets, but we are. Um, two of those teams just drafted quarterbacks last year, so maybe they don't. Maybe we have the. Second pick at a quarterback, so I'll not take bad. It. I think Joe Burrow or Tua, you have to feel really, really good oh, going into your next season. Probably better than you felt after the Ravens beat you all fifty-nine to ten. To yeah, start it this didn't year. feel good. Yeah, definitely. But now you shouldn't feel as bad about it because it looks like Lamar Jackson is the greatest football player ever. Which team needs a win this weekend? The Rams. Yeah. Get over it. I have the Rams as well. <laughs> Season's over if you guys don't beat the Bears. Yeah. So I actually have. Um, Whoever loses the Rams-Bears game, playoff hopes are completely yeah, gone. Yeah, I was going to put that, but I think the Bears are kind of already They're dead. already yeah. probably yeah. gone for, honestly, both, but they're, like, seriously gone. And we all have one more win than the Bears, so you guys have a little better chance. Yeah, but we'll win. probably be tied after this game. Yeah, and you guys are at home. I mean, you have to win this week. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't have much to say. <laughs> I would say the Eagles, but their division is just so terrible. They could lose this game and definitely still win the division. Definitely yeah, that division they're... is starting to feel like a one-playoff team type division. Yeah, yeah, and they're playing the Patriots off a loss. I don't really see them winning that game. Yeah, it looks like the NFC North is probably going to get two. Yeah, And sure. it looks like the NFC West is probably going to get two. The Rams definitely. are just unfortunately There's no not. way the Niners or Seahawks miss the playoffs. Yeah, I totally something agree. They don't deserve to. They've looked great. Yeah. Yeah, but let's uh, let's move on to the picks. I'll start Bears plus seven. I have to take anyone <laughs> plus seven against the Rams. No, I'm not trying to reverse jinx this. I just see absolutely no value in the other side. Rams minus seven, like literally at all. So I will take the Bears. Chicago absolutely dominated the Rams last year on Sunday Night Football, held them to three points. That's kind of the Rams thing lately. Uh, both of these defenses are really good. So I like the Bears plus seven, and don't let that under 40 scare you either. These offenses are non-existent, and it makes me really sad. I'm not going to lie. I don't think I've ever heard you fade your own team in any sport. You've definitely faded Louisville. Maybe Tons last year, college football. but Yeah, last year, 2018. That doesn't really count. Yeah, it doesn't. It was Because everybody in the country was fading Louisville last year. I don't do a very good job of fading my own I team. I mean, until like two weeks ago, you were still pretty sure the Rams were going to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, there, there's still a chance. But, um, you know, I might I might lose this bet. That would <laughs> be fine. Go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I told you the Rams were frauds like week three at O'Shea's, and you've never been more mad at me in my entire life. Okay, next pick. I think <laughs> next day they got blown out by yeah. the Bucks. <laughs> my, yeah, my Twitter poll was taken off after that. Okay. <laughs> uh, first pick, I'm going to go with the game I talked about, the Texans-Ravens over 50. I mean, <laughs> how do you not take this over? Two elite quarterbacks that can score on any given play. Not sure what else needs to be said. Two high-scoring offenses with decent defenses. I mean, got to get a shootout here. Yeah, um, I'll go ahead and give my second pick real quick. I have the Ravens minus four since we're on that game. The Texans are coming off a bye, but the Ravens did play last week. But you see teams come off a bye sometimes and look a little rusty. And I feel like the Ravens just got hot in Cincinnati. Uh, this team is playing better than anyone in the NFL. And I like Lamar here. I, I just think the Texans come out a little slow. And four is probably a little low. I think the bye affects it. And I don't think it should because the Ravens just played the Bengals. Should have a ton of confidence. Yeah. I'm going to take the Texans minus four. Plus four. Plus four. God, I keep f***ing that up. Yeah, are you okay, dude? <laughs> talking all shit about the f- Rams. Yeah, as a Dolphins fan and a Broncos fan. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Yeah, you're that. the worst team at this table. Yeah. <laughs> it's not being true. <laughs> so, Ravens obviously lead the league in rushing yards per game first. Um, and But on the defensive side of the ball, 
Houston, they're third in rush defense. So uh, maybe that kind of bounces out. Head-to-head quarterbacks, you know, it, it's hard to pick one of the two. But I just I think that the Texans can keep it close. Yeah, I don't think it's hard. But, okay, we'll go to toe-to-toe toe there. I'm down. Uh, Austin, what's your next pick? Next pick, I'm going to go Patriots minus three and a half. I mean, there's no way the Patriots lose two games in a row. Not sold on the Eagles defense at all. It's secondary is one of the worst in the NFL. Got to think uh, Belichick and Brady want a little revenge for Super Bowl 52. I just I don't I don't see the Eagles winning this game. I'm with you completely. It's just hard to both these teams are going to have two weeks to prepare for this game. Both on bye last week. I just really feel like the Patriots are going to be ready to rock in this one. You know yeah. they want to beat this team. I don't and think the Eagles gonna, are beatable. Yeah, they're super beatable, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, they might score some points, but this Patriots defense. I don't think they're the best of all time, like they were getting hyped before the Ravens game, but I also don't think they're as bad as they were in that Ravens game. So, yeah, I think for sure that the um, the the hook kind of scares me a little bit, but I like the Patriots to get it done. I'm not mad at it. Pat, what do you have next? I'm going to take the Bucks plus six at home against the Saints. Saints looked not very good last week, and the Bucks end up beating a Cardinals team, which isn't also isn't great, but the game's outside. Drew Brees is back at it. I mean, he just he couldn't get anything going last week. I like the Bucks to uh, maybe even win. My last pick, Bucks plus six. <laughs> Titans are on a bye, so I have to go against someone else. Uh, I'm going to choose the Saints. I feel like this game is going to be tight. The Saints just scored nine at home against the Falcons, and the Bucks are the number one over team in the NFL. Those both kind of just scream Tampa Bay Buccaneers at me. The Bucks and Saints play each other twice a year. I just think this one stays close. God wins, they say, so give me the Bucks. God does win. The Bucks are one of those teams you bet on, you know – if you're going to win your bet or not within like halfway through the first quarter. Do you know if you're going to get good Jameis or bad Jameis? Yep, I'm not sure, but I would dis my thing, own mama before I disbreathe. Yeah, that's facts. <laughs> the only thing that scares me about that is how bad the Saints did play last week. I feel like they might come back and play good, but uh, who knows. Yep, I, I'm, I'm riding with you. I'm on the Bucks. Um, last picks? So my third pick is a little sketchy. Not really sketchy, but there might not be a line on this because of the Stafford news, but I like the Cowboys. I saw it at minus three and a half. I don't know if that's accurate. Uh, the Cowboys are probably the most bipolar team in the league. They lost last week, and they need a win now to stay with the Eagles. The Eagles are probably going to lose this week, like I just said. So this could be a big win for the Cowboys. But if Stafford goes out, this is probably going to shoot up. To yeah, where's probably, that game at? Because I haven't seen a lot on that Detroit, at all. It's in Detroit, I think. But mm, It is. I mean, Stafford didn't practice today. There's pretty much no way he plays Sunday. Broken I, back, right? Yeah, I don't know why they don't just shut him down at this point. But if that game – if that – Line shoots up, or that's not the right line. I would go with um, Broncos under 40. I just don't see Brandon Allen scoring many points on the road against a good Vikings defense in his first career road start. And the Broncos defense is Broncos defense better. is reputable enough to hold the Vikings probably in the mid 20s. Yeah, it's tough for the Lions. You know, Jeff Driscoll is still so shook from that 2012 Sugar Bowl loss to Louisville yeah, for sure. that it's really been hard to see him have any sort of success since then. Even when he transferred to Louisiana Tech, even when he was playing with the Bengals, even now with the Lions. Yeah, as soon, as soon as he lost that Sugar Bowl, you knew there was no way he was beating the Cowboys in Detroit like six years later. You yes, just knew, that, you I, just I, knew he couldn't I with Stafford having broken back. Uh, awesome, awesome pick. Pat. <laughs> How many weeks in a row the Dolphins covered? Uh, five, five, I think. Five in a row? Five. Let's make it six, dude. The <laughs> Bills offense, here. dude, they cannot get anything going. Josh Allen can't pass the ball. The only way they move the ball is with him running or Singletary, Frank Gore getting five yards on first down. Them only having a few more yards to get to get the first down. Uh, Dolphins have just been playing their asses off, dude. They, so we're thinking the Dolphins are trying. 
Yeah, the, the we, last like I mean, counting on it. I mean, dude, they could have easily just gone into Indianapolis and just not played well. I don't think Brian Hoyer was going to let him. I'm still not sold <laughs> that they're trying. So what? Um, what is the uh, last time the Dolphins played the Bills? What was the spread like? Sixteen and a half or something yeah, like yeah. that. And that's crazy. Now a couple weeks later, it's only six. Yeah, and location did change. Matthew Berry did have Josh Allen ranked as like his fifth fantasy quarterback of the week. So I mean, they're expecting the Bills to put it on you all, but. I don't know. I'm staying away from this one because usually at the end of the NFL season, most of the teams are around 500 against the spread. And for the Dolphins to have literally just rattled off five wins in a row, they just have to be due to not cover one week. So I'm yeah. staying away from that one. But that's because their spreads have been so big, too, and now you True. see it at plus six. It's hard to lay the Bills as a favor just because of Definitely. their offense. But their it, defense they can't should. score. Yeah. Of the teams, you know, if the season ended today and the playoffs come out and you could pick one team you wanted to play, who's yeah. not taking the Bills? Yeah, it's probably Absolutely. the Bills. Yeah. So I'm, I'm I'm with you. I think the Bills are probably not that good. Uh, Red Talk Community Locks. Shea is with you. Dolphins plus six against the Bills. Corey Lefevre, Eagles plus three and a half against the Pats. He sent that Shoot. to me on like Tuesday. He's feeling it. Dylan has the cards minus three and a half against NC State. He also wanted me to let everybody know that Ohio State Rutgers is going to go over. Brian has the Cardinals plus 11 against the Niners. Interesting stat here. The Cardinals and the Packers are the only two NFL teams that are seven and three against the spread. That is the best in the league. Probably wouldn't think that about the Cardinals. But yeah, plus 11 against the Niners. They only lost by three a couple weeks ago. Uh, Lucas Nally has Falcons money line over the Panthers. He thinks the Falcons are Falcons are back. We'll see. They might be. Uh, Nick Hogan cards minus three and a half. Let's go to a bowl. Nick Hogan seems like a lot of seems like a lot of locks for the cards going around. I think the cards line just spoke to him so much. I love that. Uh, Trey Hayden has Florida minus seven. Missouri is the bane of Florida's existence. Missouri's beaten Florida pretty much every year since they made the move from the Big Twelve to the SEC. I think Florida should win that game. It just scares me with the uh, nightmares of that matchup. Nick Wheatley has Alabama minus 17.5 against Mississippi State. We all like that one. Nick Phillips, Colts minus 2.5 against the Jags in Foles return. I'm always down to go against the Jags. And Dustin Fowler has Baylor plus 10.5. That does it for those. Let's do a little college basketball. So, I thought we were just scrapping this. Uh, yeah, so you texted me after. Well, I'm not going to lie. I didn't even know college basketball started. Okay, well. Uh, I've been so focused on getting this football information out to the people. I seriously had no clue college sure, basketball started. Sure, I'll handle it then. So, Evansville plus 25 beats UK uh, at home. Uh, biggest upset over a number one team since 1993, spread-wise. So, that is our entire lives. Um, yeah, your all's thoughts on that. It's the worst loss in the Cal era. You know, um, they only have really two players that can play both ways and are effective with Maxi and quickly. Hagens can't make layups. He didn't feel like defending anybody either last no, night. He, when I saw that stat line where he's like 0 for 8 from the field late in the game, and you're, you're thinking, well, that's why. You know, like, yeah. that's why this is happening. Uh, we got out-rebounded by two against Evansville. Unbelievable. Uh, well, I mean, they were open – so many times for three, they missed a ton of them because they were just coming off so hard. But the rebound was going to the free throw line, yeah. And everybody, everybody they had was around the three point line. They're the closest to the ball. They just couldn't figure it out. Richards was terrible. I mean, their tallest guy was six seven, and he didn't do anything. Yeah, that is anything. amazing. Sestina couldn't do anything. Khalil Whitney, oh my god, he's so offensively challenged, man. All he can do is get the ball and shoot a three. He can't, he can't drive. He can't do anything. But you'll see him next game. He'll get like a trash dunk, and he'll just 
stare at the stands like he like he did something. Oh, those are my favorite yeah, Kentucky he, players. Yeah, he's the best dude. Yeah. Um. So a little bit about Evansville. They're not a good team. They went eleven and twenty one last year. Eleven and twenty one. They were preseason pick to finish eighth in the Missouri Valley Conference. I'm not being mean. This is just a really, really appalling and bad loss. Coached by Walter McCarty. Walter McCarty, yep. former UK great, a uh, member of Rick Pitino's staff for almost the entire first decade he was at Louisville. So good to see him do that. Also, Chris Mack played a little basketball at Evansville back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, worth noting, Austin, you're being awfully quiet over there. Let's hear what you think about this game. No, I seriously had no clue this game took place. Had no clue. Um, okay. Uh, all your all's players have the same haircut, and it doesn't do. really feel like they can shoot threes. That's my base well, analysis. Maxi and quickly can. Yeah. Uh, but, but not uh, at like a high volume, like to the point where Evansville literally came into Rupp and won. You know? Like it yeah. just, like Evansville beat you all using the three point line, like getting to the rim too. And like, Crazy. Sestina got exposed. Yeah. Anybody can blow by him. It, it was weird. Uh, and honestly, guys, I just hated to see that happen because I fucking love you guys, man. Like I hate to think that y'all had a bad night. I didn't know it happened, so I didn't have a bad night. I, this is the first I've heard about it. Did you all see the tweet about Coach Calipari's halftime adjustments he made? No. I oh, didn't see anything well, it's him uh, playing with his junk on the sidelines and said, I'm surprised that Kentucky still lost after these halftime adjustments from Cal. <laughs> it's literally a six-second video of him just twirling his stuff. Well, he's Coach Cal, so he can like do whatever he wants. Yeah, even but, lose to Evansville at home. Yeah, but uh, if there's anything that he's taught us, it's just ride the wave. There's – Times that regular season doesn't look look that great. Even when it's a tsunami. Even if it's a tsunami. It, yeah. It's just killing a bunch of people. Sure. Uh, for the most part, they're ready when March comes around, ready to play, ready for a nice little run in the tournament, see what sure. they can do. Well, I really hope you all enjoyed your Rams bashing segment that you had earlier. I enjoyed that. Yeah, we that. did. Louisville played a team this week from Indiana, from the Missouri Valley Conference, the Indiana State Sicko Modes. Things did go differently. No uh, way, that's their mascot. They're the Sycamores, but <laughs> I, I was actually hoping they would go up 10 to 4 or something so I could tweet Indiana State Sicko Modes, am I right? I get zero retweets and am likes. Am I right? Me yeah. unfollowed. Yeah, but um, <laughs> they didn't. Uh, Louisville dominated. Things did go differently. Uh, they won by 29, covered. This team is just really fun is my only thoughts on this game. Uh, Fresh Kimball looked much better than he had in the past. 13 points, 4 assists. Really showed what he's capable of once here. One tweet from you as well. Yeah, one tweet from Probably me. his favorite stat of the night. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he saw that and he was hyped. I was really impressed with him. Uh, Nora, the guy can just flat out score. It's been awesome. McMahon and Perry, clear improvement. And the only knock I'd have is there's just no reason for Samuel Williamson to not be starting on this Louisville team. It just makes no sense. Great. I think he's a lottery pick. Yeah, like he He is like the prototype of what basketball is now with yeah. a positionless player. He sure. is a taller Tatum with longer arms. He gets to the rim, gets to the free throw line. Like I, I think he is an absolute star. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It's just so weird. Like, why not start him? And, it's like with Maxi and everybody's been. That's also weird, and it, it's fine. Like all the players that Louisville's been starting have been great. It's, it's not like I'm mad at any of them. I just don't get it. Like, there's no way that's how it's gonna be when we go into Rupp Arena in late mm-hmm. December. That Samuel Williamson's gonna be coming off the bench. It just. I don't get it. He seems like he has a great attitude. He plays really hard on both sides of the ball, and he's a starter on this team, and he should be. That's my only complaint. Austin, do you have any thoughts on the cards? They covered, and they're a good, good team in my eyes. All right, well, that's uh, that's great. That's uh, hella insightful. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, It's Dwayne, not basketball season. Will. Dwayne Sutton. Show some respect. Yeah, it, it must not be for you guys. But Dwayne, <laughs> Dwayne Sutton, absolute junkyard dog out there. I just really enjoy watching this team. I haven't enjoyed watching Louisville basketball this much uh, since Russ and them left in like 2014. Like outside of the like shining moments that Quentin and Donovan had in terms of a full team, uh, this one's awesome. Is there any other college basketball topics y'all would like to bring up? 
Uh, I was looking at the schedule for the weekend. There's really only one okay game. Uh, ranked Washington team yeah, plays against Tennessee. Tennessee in uh, Toronto. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that would be a cool game to watch, I guess. I was looking but. for like a game of the week to tell people to watch, and I was going to pick Florida and Connecticut. And yeah, I, yeah, I saw that. And I texted Dustin Fowler about it. He's a huge Florida fan. And I was like, man, I was going to pick this for game of the week, but Connecticut lost outright last night as a 15-point favorite yeah. to Fresh Kimball's old team, St. Joe's. And that just can't be the game of the week anymore. So it is definitely that one. Yeah. Yeah. So it, that'll be interesting. Washington's got some really fun freshmen. The Memphis drama. Imagine that. Did you all see? Imagine Wiseman that. is officially not playing anymore. He's been declared ineligible. And now this team may receive a postseason ban from him playing in a couple pointless he games after two games. They, and they lost, or three yeah. games. They lost, they lost one of them. This was a really like, poor job. That's just job. so dumb. Yeah, really How poor job from Hardaway. Yeah. Because, I mean, this was – Luke Hancock tweeted the other day saying, like, this is a team that was a top five recruiting class. And I get that Wiseman's a big part of that. But, like, are the they rest of the guys cool with just throwing it in? They were the top recruiting yeah. class, which is they're, wild. They're man. even going after his high school titles. They're looking yeah, to take they're those trying to vacate his high school. Because they're, they're saying that uh, he paid them during high school, too. Wow. I mean, you vacate those high – I mean, I don't even know if I've ever heard of that. Like, that's, not even, that's not even NCAA. Why does that matter? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know you could vacate yeah. high school titles. Yeah, that's – apparently that's what we're at. Yeah, that's, uh, that's that's where we're at. I'm just glad it's not me. Uh, last thing on college basketball, Pat, I know you love Taylor Swift, and we talked about how she's going to be performing at the Final Four. I love her too, and I just want you to know that when you have to buy my room, that you can stay there with me, and you can go, and you can wear whatever team's colors that you want, and I won't be mad at you. I will shelter you. You're welcome. We'll have a nice night. Thank you for sheltering me while I shelter you with paying for it. No problem, buddy. That's <laughs> the kind of relationship we've built. Is there anything y'all would like to talk to me about? So the, the decade is over next month. Yes. And uh, the tweet going around, what is the best meme of the last 10 years? Oh, I, saw, I saw you say crying Jordan. Crying Jordan. argue with that. Crying, crying Jordan kind of took over the world for like six months. And it was one of the ones that just never got old to me. Every time I saw it, I was like, that's hilarious. Like when NASA tweeted that the Earth might get hit by a meteor and get blown up, and people just put "Crying Jordan" on the entire Earth. <laughs> yeah, it's tough to so, beat that. So "Crying Jordan" is probably my favorite one. I was wondering if you had a a favorite meme. I really like that uh, that that frog that's crying. Pepe, yeah, Pepe's classic, <laughs> you know? especially the one where he's plugging the fork into the outlet. That one is hilarious. Yeah, yeah that's like, a classic one. Minor inconvenience, you're plugging the fork. Definitely into in the, the top five. I really outlet. like um, Distracted Boyfriend. Those were kind of funny, where he's looking back. That's kind of more recent. Oh, one. Distracted Boyfriend yeah. is a classic. I also like, if in terms of 2019 meme of the year, I love this one right here with the two girls pointing at the hissing cat. Oh, I don't oh, like that one. Oh, you don't? Oh, I don't I like the it. hissing oh, cat. Oh my god, it's so funny. I saw a Louisville Kentucky one today. It was like. Louisville fans are the girls, and it was like, you all lost to Evansville, and the cat was like, we'll still beat you all by yeah, 20. I didn't see that one. <laughs> it's I funny. Saw, I saw one, and it was a— They're not all bad. It was a picture of a license plate, and it was spelled N-C-S-T, mom, and then it was the girls yelling at the cat, and it said, N-C-State, mom, and the cat was like, incest, mom. <laughs> oh, God. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of them are funny. I just think they've been over. They've been overused. Like, every meme gets overused. Yeah, definitely. For but sure. I think the most overused is probably that SpongeBob Oh, one. yeah. The, 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 the lowercase uppercase yeah. letters oh. of Spongebob. Spongebob the, memes just overall. In the took eye, it. I'm going to head out. Also that that was up. funny. Yeah. Can't forget the uh, look at us. Oh, look yeah. at us. I, see, the most that, recent one. Is that such a video that still counts yeah. as a meme? Yeah, I still count it. That meme made me famous. Yeah. Very slept on. All right, that was it for memes of the year. Uh, Austin, memes of the decade. Uh, that was it for memes <laughs> of the decade. We pretty much went with all stuff from this year, though. Yeah, well, it's tough to remember stuff. And so every year, this dude, I'll send it to you this year, this dude tweets out like, Every month of the year with, like, what was popular on Twitter. And it's crazy to look at, like, the shit that you forgot about yeah. that even happened. 
I'm a, I'm super down for that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, I saw that the Moto Razor is back, oh, Austin, and you're hyped I about it. I want that, but I don't want those green messages. Yeah. Couldn't be me with green messages. Green messages. <laughs> if they, I would hate if to they, see that. If, if, that. Move. if Apple could buy Motorola and give me the iMessage, I'm in there. Yeah. Because I hate how big iPhones are now. I want that little... The little square that it folds into. I got my first phone in second grade. Second grade. Second grade. Who are second you calling in second grade? Pat Kimbaugh. Pat, yeah. you Call Pat me on my house phone. <laughs> just to flex. <laughs> you, yeah. hey, this is my cell he phone number. by the minute, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, second grade I was. So I had a Virgin yeah. Mobile phone in second grade, and that was like the, the base phone that you yeah. could get. Phone, I moved yeah. up. I had the first iPhone like the week it came out. But before that, I had a Razor, Crazer, Lasers. Crazer. I had all kinds of dope and uh, I was happy to see it. I, Dude, the Razor's my favorite phone I ever had. Yeah, I have to stick with the iPhone. I had a pink Razor, a red Razor, a, pink a razor. blue Razor. It was all gas. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like the pink Razor was gas it in third was. grade. It what's was what's the best phone of all time? Me? I, it has to be the iPhone. What about the Sidekick? Uh, the Sidekick, sidekick was the Sidekick was fire. My family actually let me switch to T-Mobile for a year so I could have the Sidekick. And then after that, lets me switch to Verizon for the chocolate. The chocolate? I don't, I'm not familiar Dude, with the you chocolate. Know how expensive that is to oh, dude, just they, switch contracts they like didn't that. tear they knew that like my phone was my favorite thing about my life and that remains true do y'all know what, the, love that y'all know what the juke is from verizon oh yeah dylan had that phone for like six years the only person i ever saw with that phone <laughs> like his signature move you gotta look it up the I've juke not heard of the juke. it's what the I, wildest I had thing the, the time. it's i think i had it was called the the rave or something like that where it was just like that sprint phone but it just was a normal phone but it slid over dude i had, had yeah. the, the rumor the it was rumor. the rumor. Yeah, yeah, had the, the, had rumor. the rumor, the rumor too, rumor, and the rumor touch. Rumor touch was gas. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty much sponsored by rumor. <laughs> yeah, that shit was heat. Oh, man. I still like my razor better, though. I jumped in the pool with it. Oh, Tragic. Tough scene. I've done that literally five <laughs> or six times. <laughs> you just don't feel them. Well, now you do because they're iPhones and they're heavy. The, yeah. Uh, do y'all have anything else? Nah, I just really just want to talk about those memes. Okay. Pat, you got anything? No, I'm good. All good. All right. Well, everyone have a great sports weekend Friday night. Good luck to the D-Cells Colts as they play Cal in the playoffs. Go get it done. And also Friday night, my good friend Corbin Maynard is an assistant coach for Eastern Kentucky. They host the WKU Hilltoppers. Should oh, be cool kind game. of a fun game. Really slow sports Friday. So if you have time, throw that on. Send X at manual. Send X at manual. Yep. All right, go Colts, go Tigers, go Colonels. Go Hilltoppers too, man. You relax. All right, guys, this was fun. TTYL.